0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's Brewing, CISFA. What's Brewing, CISFA is a podcast produced for the California Community Colleges Student Financial Aid Administrators Association. I'm your host, Dennis Trader. I serve as the 2021-22 CISFA past president.
1: And I'm Dana Yarbrough, Dennis's co-host and fellow employee at Los Angeles Mission College.
0: What's Brewing, CISFA hopes to inform and entertain you 30 minutes at a time. So let's start the show.
1: And welcome to another episode of What's Brewing Ceasefire. Let's start this show with our first cup.
0: Dana, I think you've already lied to our audience. I'm sitting right here near you. Uh huh. Socially distance, everybody. Absolutely. I see no cups.
1: Yes, because I had <laughs> um I had mine earlier. Uh-huh, How okay.
0: about you? Uh, I, I just have sparkling water. I've had already two cups of, of coffee this morning uh-huh. to keep me awake for a three me, three hour meeting on guided pathways.
1: Oh, that, that had to be exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it was. I
1: can see the excitement on your face. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure uh, our guest host hears uh, plenty about guided pathways on his campus too, because uh, it's making its way across the state like a virus, (laughs) Michael Deere, financial aid director at Miracosa College and our past past president of CISFA. How are you doing, Mike?
2: Good morning. I'm doing uh, well. I'm happy it's Friday. I'm sorry you had to sit through that. That sounds like a four cup of coffee meeting to me. It it, it was uh,
0: if it wasn't for the fact that it was only only three hours, quite possibly. Yes, very much so. Yeah, it's, you know, it's this whole new world out there. You know, somebody got a hold of that book about redesigning California, community colleges or whatever, uh, and they ran with it in the state, you know, so Guided Pathways is the new world. Uh,
2: it is definitely a popular topic right now, isn't
0: mm-hmm. it? Can I ask, are you guys, are you involved with it on your campus? Are you guys moving forward on it on your campus?
2: We are, we are. And actually, it's kind of funny. We So we were... This goes back a little ways now, mm-hmm. but we had uh, participated in achieving the dream.
0: Yes, we did too. I'm not.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, so we actually started down the guided pathways pathway. Okay. For lack of a better term, um, out of our experience with achieving the dream, which was slightly before, um, kind of the chancellor's office came out with sort of the statewide. Uh, We we weren't too far ahead of them, but we were maybe a year or two ahead of cancer's office effort. Effort, so it's been going on for a while here at Maricosta College.
0: Oh, good. Are you a key instrument to that? Are you a liaisoning uh, uh, for the different pathways?
2: I mean, uh, uh, not so much now as as maybe I was in the beginning, but um, but yeah, it's definitely you know a a team effort, Mm -hmm. and you know financial. I mean, look. I believe in the concept wholeheartedly. Like yeah. I think it's a great idea, you know. And and I think especially for those of us who have to kind of walk that line in financial aid between mm-hmm. balancing bureaucracy and student centered um, policies and service. Yes. Right. Like so. So we know that students have a limit on their the years they can get financial aid, they have a limit on the number of units they can take under the SAP policy. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we know that all of our financial aid students come from historically underrepresented groups. And so really for us to serve them, it's in their best interest to, to have a plan, you know, and get on it right out of the gate and get through in two years. And so, you know, there's, um, the ability to explore interests within the GE pattern is there. And so I don't think we're robbing students of their right to explore by getting them on track through the GE pattern and, and, and whatever major pattern they want to get through. So we can try to, to, to facilitate their success more quickly. So I fully believe in it.
0: Yeah. uh, I'm with you on it. I, I think it's a slow road to, Changing some student thoughts on it and, and even faculty because it is a case of, you know, in, in the olden days, it was kind of like show up and hope you got some guidance. And those who had guidance are already pre-guided, no problems. But guided pathways is about, I have interest in this area. This is my pathway towards, you know, things in the social sciences or culinary arts is very specific or, you know, certain uh, like child care would be with family studies maybe even gerontology and all at least kind of getting them in the right focus because I'm sure you've got like us we've got a few like math classes right dana that are like you take this math class if you're science uh you know stem type student but if you're social science or uh family studies <laughs> yes. I'm not saying they take an easier one but right. they take a different one uh-huh. and trying to so that they're not wasting their time
2: yeah for sure I mean we've got a couple of math sequences that are you know, several semesters yes. in a row, four or maybe even five semesters. So if you don't start that first semester and and stick with it while doing other yes. stuff, yeah, it's going to set you back. And we certainly don't want that, right?
0: No. We want students to go through in a reasonable period of time. I mean, yeah. otherwise, uh, you know, Dana, I'm sure we probably both know students for five or six or seven years when the names keep popping up on rosters?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I was going (laughs) to mention, you know, that was my experience um, when I came here right after, after high school. And I wonder now with this implementation of guided pathways, what my experience might've been if it was implemented back then, Ah. because it did, it took me some time. It took me five years before I was able to, to transfer, um, you know, to the university level. So You know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, um, how it's going to, you know, work out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do hope it cuts us, you know, cuts some shorter periods of time for them. Uh huh. But go ahead, Mike.
2: That's interesting, uh, Dana, because I wonder if you were during one of the time frames where we didn't have a lifetime Pell limit. I mean, the 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 Mm -hmm. limits on the Pell Mm -hmm. grant have come and gone over the years. I'm dating myself. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm old and I've been doing this for probably way too long, but they've come and gone, you know, so you might've been um, sort of lucky in that sense. Right. Whereas I, now you yes. wouldn't be as lucky, right? Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: You're absolutely right. And then with me at the time, I had no idea as far as what I wanted to pursue in a major or even in a career. Um. But one thing I, one saving grace for me is I always went to go see a specific counselor. Mm, okay. And but see, I, to, and like you're saying, Mike like I think when I was a student at that age, I was very blessed in that, like you said, there really you know there wasn't any limitation as far as pell LEU is concerned, and I was just one of those ones that was actively you know you know participating as far as my educational um goals were concerned, like you know even though I was undecided, even though I didn't really have an idea what I want to do, I just knew you know my mom gave me a choice, Danny, you going to work? Or are you going to go to school? Like, you know, I chose education. You know?
2: Yeah. So you had, you, you were lucky that your, uh-huh. your mom instilled in you yeah. that, that cultural capital piece. We keep right. hearing that term as part of pathways as well. Right. Cultural mm-hmm. capital mm-hmm. EQ. I've heard EQ, emotional quotient, yeah. EQ, IQ, but you, you had that piece to, to be mm-hmm. able to engage, which uh, we know a lot of our students don't have that. Right. right. So, so oh. even with that, it took you a long time. Mm-hmm. So, you
0: know, yeah. Yeah. yeah we want to, we want to keep, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a time thing and that was one of the yeah. things I did get out of today about, uh, you know, some of the scenarios we presented in our guided pathways was things along the line about student hesitancy to get into math and English classes sometimes on a, in a timely manner in that first or second semester, especially when they think that they're just certificate oriented, where they may not even have a requirement But how do you convince, you know, a culinary arts student who is already hesitant uh, to slip in with their culinary arts classes, that math or English class, Mm -hmm. and keep them moving along because maybe they do want the associate degree. Maybe they're going to continue on. And, you know, it's a bit of a how do you sell that uh, type of uh, mentality. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes. Good point.
0: Yeah. So that makes, uh, you know, seeing that we're, you know, now into going into October here, Mike. How's your fall semester been down in Miracosta?
2: It's been unique. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I think ever since we've been uh, joining each other on these podcasts, we've been in the remote world of COVID and this fall things um, are kind of changing, but, but kind of staying the same. So so it's enrollment is down. Um, yes, mm-hmm. and I think that's a pretty normal trend um, statewide, probably possibly even nationwide, right. Yeah. But other than enrollment being down, um, our financial aid numbers are up. Mm-hmm. The number that we're paying and the amount that we're paying is up. So, yeah. so we think that's a good thing. We've been busy. And as far as services, you know we're, we're open face to face now. Uh Monday through Thursday for eight hours a day. Okay. Open from nine to five. Um, and we're still continuing all of our remote services as well. Cranium uh-huh. Cafe, scheduled Zoom meetings, phone, email, you know, all okay. that stuff that, you know, well, when it comes to phone, we never shut them down, right? When it mm, comes sure. to cranium cafe and Zoom, that was kind of a new thing right when the pandemic started. And uh, and now we're back to in-person service too. So we got a bit of a hybrid model going on. Um and it seems to be working out pretty well like i said cuz yeah. we've paid uh, uh more students and more money out up to this point this year than we did in the last 2 years
0: yeah it's been a weird confluence of things uh you know we're we're kind of like you we're you know we've got physical counter hours we're a little more constrained because i'm short a few staff people right now you retirements and such and, uh, but, you know, we've got the virtual counters through the Cranium Cafe. We do the Zoom stuff. We do, we've been doing some in-person, right? Uh, we've been doing these early enrollment events on campus. Right. So mm-hmm. Dana's been a uh, key on that as far as having on-campus, in-person, help with the FAFSA, helping with verification up until the point that the federal government helped us out there by, you know, waving off all the V1 verifications, mm-hmm for students for the year. So that probably, Mike, I think also contributed to getting more people paid that would otherwise be sitting in the hopper waiting to fix things.
2: Excellent point, Dennis. That's an excellent point. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think it accomplished exactly what the the federal government wanted, which is, you know, break down a barrier, you know, first with selective service and then the drug Mm -hmm. conviction question. Right. Third, (laughs) moving on with this, Fourth, uh, I know that it's in there, and we've, I think we've talked about this, Dana, during a news hour. The Sula stuff going away mm-hmm. r- right away um, will at least help with student loan. Re- I would say removing complexity, trying to explain what subsidized yeah. usage limit <laughs> applies yeah. means yeah, to a student yeah. at a two-year school.
2: Uh, at any school, I would say thank sure. goodness thank you for the Sula. That was... That was something that may have started out as a good idea in yes. theory, wherever it hatched. But by the time it got implemented, it was mm. an overly complex nightmare <laughs> and not very helpful. Yeah. Especially considering that we already had load limits.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, we've right. got
2: aggregates in place already, anyways. So,
0: yeah, it was good intention. But I
2: never liked the bait and switch aspect of the Sula.
0: No, no. It's almost as bad as. Um, I don't know if you even do this. I don't know how many community colleges do it, but the teach grant in particular kind of yeah. comes across the same way for those. I don't think we've ever talked about on the show. So I always try to think in terms of new people or non-financial aid people out there. Hello, Mikey K, my friend out there. Uh, <laughs> another Mike. Um, uh, what was I going to say it Sula? Uh, teach grant. Teach grant. Teach grant. Thank you. Um, it's a grant for teachers, federal money, 4000 a year, I think it was. But there's caveats. You had to go into teaching in certain high need areas or high need fields. And if you didn't do all the years and you didn't do your paperwork right and all that, it turns into a loan. That's like the worst of bait and switch. Horrible. It's, yeah, it's horrible a, program. Exactly. I mean, it's a great idea if you want to be a teacher, but from the, you know, you get four years of it and somewhere in that fourth year, it's like, I don't like kids. You know, I worked with someone in a financial aid office who was a little older than me, well retired, but she had gone through, uh, you know, in the 60s, 70s, teacher prep program at a teacher's college, got into the classroom because they weren't doing the in-classroom stuff during their four years, really, and immediately figured out she did not like Mm -hmm. anything about with other kids. Okay. And then suddenly was a financial aid coordinator yeah, so it was <laughs> a, for the rest of her life, handling student loans and other things. But it, it was kind of one of these funny things. Yeah, she had a teach grant. She could add a loan without knowing it. It's horrible. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's bad news. And what about somebody who tried and tried and tried, but just couldn't get a job?
0: That too. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: So, you, you know, yeah, that's, that's a tough, tough deal.
0: That it is. Well, at least it sounds like you're like us. I think we've got a few more dollars rolling out to students, those who decided to show up for fall, uh, in some percentage or whatever. But uh, you know, it's not it's not been too too awful. I would say, good, yeah. And then thinking about uh, today, today's a special day, everyone. <laughs> October first, it is the opening of the 2022-23 FAFSA cycle. And the California dream act application form. So just think Mike in about three to four days, whether our computer systems are ready or not, the department of ed will start pumping out results. Yeah. Yes, they will. (laughs) So uh, everyone's got to be ready for that. Uh, It's going to be interesting. It was always one of those things that um, uh, I remember back in the days when it opened January 1st, I would always try to take a sneak peek the next day in the system or whatever, uh and inevitably we had some student working on it, you know, twelve oh five you know, after midnight or whatever, uh getting their submission. And I'm like, I know they really take these dates seriously, while others it takes, you know, arm pulling and leg pulling to convince them to do the FAFSA back in October instead of waiting until the day before they come to school.
2: I know, right? Kudos to the go-getters. I guarantee there's some people who have already committed, uh, submitted it or, and, yes. or are working mm-hmm. on it right now and I just love it.
0: Yeah, we're half the day in here on a Friday. Let's just hope somebody's actually uh uh gone out there and started the process, got it going and is moving on, you know. Absolutely. Sure. And thinking about moving on, why don't we play a little music here? Get ourselves into our next segment everybody.
1: And welcome back for a second cup segment on the What's Brewing Ceaseful
0: Show. Time to refill Dana's invisible cup.
1: Man. So, Mike, I have a question for you. Have you tried the pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks?
2: Oh, pumpkin spice. (laughs) It is that time of year. Yes, it is. Speaking of October 1st. Uh Uh-huh. I, Dana, I appreciate the question. I am not a pumpkin spice kind of guy. Okay. It's never uh-huh. really been my thing. Also, part of it too, though, is when it comes to coffee, like I, I just like, I just like black coffee. Okay. No, no mm-hmm. creamer, no All sugar, ready. straight black coffee. I like the best. And so I know they probably make even pumpkin spice <laughs> coffee beans, but it's gotta be, gotta be. Uh-huh but I have not tried the latte. Have you tried it? Ed?
0: Yeah.
1: Did you like it? Uh, I had one this morning and almost lost my mind. Yeah. Wow. I love
0: it. <laughs> you are ready for the season, Dana.
2: I love
1: it. Because it has, I heard it has like 40 grams of sugar. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. I oh. think my eyes dilated as soon as I took that first uh, <laughs> sip. Yeah.
0: Wow.
2: Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. That's awesome. I'm glad you like it. I will say this fall is by far my favorite season It is yeah october november december it's uh yeah it's my favorite
1: season hands down (laughs) do you you, um go all out um as far as like uh like halloween and like the like thanksgiving and christmas and all that
2: i'm not sure about all out but when you know because um it seems like all out nowadays, like some of the stuff we see around the neighborhood is
1: it's intense, You know, but we're,
2: but we're not like, we're not like totally curmudgeons either. We okay. put some decorations out, right. out and okay, and, cool. you know, we, we do the girl and I have two young girls. Um, mm. You I'm, I've probably mentioned them on the last uh, podcasts, but anyways, so the, my girls like to get into it too. So, okay. so okay. yeah, we, we do decor, we decorate for Halloween mm. and Christmas.
1: Okay.
0: Nice. So when does costume designing come into play? Are we already in the midst of it?
2: <laughs> oh, that's a funny question.
0: Mm-hmm. So or, is that something that might help?
2: My girls tend to change their minds, okay. much mm. to their mom's chagrin, like <laughs> right up to the last minute. So, so even when you try to sort of get a jump and plan, it, it, it sometimes it doesn't work out. But there have been times when they were really young they wanted they always wanted to do like a family thing and it was mostly always a something disney related so we Mm. we we pulled off several family costumes early on they're over that now so i have no idea what's going to be (laughs) uh, going on my favorite thing to do now is you know i joke a lot um about how much we're constantly making decisions at work Mm -hmm. you know you, I mean, first of all, it's financial aid, right? So, and then second of all, when you're in the director position, you're managing a team, and so there's a lot of yes, management decisions and all that stuff. So, when I'm home, I don't like to make decisions, uh-huh, I don't like to uh-huh. just turn that off. So, I'm always just telling them, You tell me what I'm going to be for Halloween, and that's what I'll do. And that's okay. been kind of fun so far.
0: <laughs> that's good, yeah. I mean, go with the, sometimes it really is a case of just go with the flow, Let's go with the flow. Mm. It's not that I don't have an opinion or a thought on it, it's just I, I If you start to trust other people, hopefully you trust your family members. You know, you just kind of go with it. Get past any right. embarrassment factor <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and, 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 yeah, just move along.
2: <laughs> now, how about you, Dana? Or do you go all out with the decorations?
1: So, at home, we used to, but... So, I live in a gated community. And, unfortunately, none of the kids come around anymore.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: So we don't do it, you know, my mom and I, we don't decorate anymore. Mm. We just, uh, so usually on on Halloween, our tradition is we just watch scary movies all day.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Uh Uh-huh.
2: I like that tradition.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Now, now I don't know if we're going to do it this year, um, but usually here on campus, uh, for our student services (laughs) division, we have an annual uh, non-carve pumpkin contest. Now, that gets crazy. That gets intense. Like... The uh, the competition is fierce,
0: Mike. Like, that, she's putting it in nicely. I mean, you know, some just paint their pumpkins. Oh, man. Some put it into a little diorama. Some build whole bodies of people and make a pumpkin head. Um, and, yes, uh, Dana, intense is the right word.
1: Yes, yes. And the rivalries, wow. the rivalries are, like, I don't think intense is the right word. You know, like, it's palpable. You can feel it. You, yes, you walk on campus, You could feel it,
0: especially after the voting comes through. Because oh man, um, I'm uh, I i do not want to rile up Dana too too oh, much, but please um, please don't. And there were some years there that oh, we man. had we had top com- pumpkin did started. not win. Don't get me and Those umpires, you know, oh man, ready to be kicked do off not, the field. Do not get me started. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's
1: yeah. Oh
2: my goodness, I love this. We need to talk more about this because we have a parallel universe going on here. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, is this um. It, it, did you say this was the whole campus or was this just student, it's just service? student services? Student
0: services. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. So we, uh, the, the Halloween at MiraCosta within the student services division is intense. And uh-huh. there are some very, very strong feelings over yeah. the years. And it's not a pumpkin contest. So we do, ha- we do a costume contest. Okay. Oh, okay. Departmental costumes. And one year, the financial aid office, like, we we handmade about fifteen um, uh, roller coaster carts, and we all were in our own roller coasters. I'll find a picture and I'll send it I to love, you. Yeah, please. Like I love it already. Stapled on legs, so it looked like okay. the legs were in front, and then but we were yeah. walking and oh they would like gosh. kind of hide it. And uh. then we, we would go walk around going like this, and people would go woo lean to the left lean to the right awesome. yeah i can see it and uh we know that it was by far the best costume that uh-huh. year but we did not win
1: <gasps> see see that was our same yes. situation like same yeah. situation And so yep. there's
2: some people that you know that it, it's it's a it's a sensitive topic and and people in the division just get super super competitive we yeah. and we have part of the aspect of it on here for us is the prize now the prize uh-huh is something called the golden
0: gourd. Mm. Okay.
2: The golden gourd is a, a very kitschy, um, uh, cheesy trophy <laughs> that a dear okay. departed colleague uh, who, who, who left us too soon. Um, and her time on earth was just way too short. She was such a, such a bright light and just such a star and, and, and so into serving students. She was mm-hmm. just an amazing person. So uh, her legacy is is part of it, but she found uh, like a plastic some plastic fruit. It's actually okay. not even a gourd; it's a pear. Oh boy! <laughs> so so she found a pear and a little pedestal, and she bedazzled them, and then she spray painted them in glitter gold. Yes. So it is okay. like this yes. super cheap cheesy little trophy, <laughs> but it is like coveted. <laughs> and there's always shenanigans of it being stolen and, and wow, passed around man. campus. And so we really have a lot of fun with it. It's kind of one of those work hard, play hard things, I think. Yeah, but yeah. it's intense competition down here, too. So I'm thrilled to hear of the parallel universes. Yes. And I'd love yes. to see some pictures of your pumpkin contest this year.
1: I Well, again, I, I don't know if we're doing it this year, but I will definitely show you the pictures that we had. Yeah. That was in
0: what? About two years ago. Two years right? ago, Yeah. yeah.
1: And Mike, I feel the same way. I, I'm just gonna say it. I'm put it out there. I think our office we do a stellar job. I think we should win every year.
0: Yes,
2: <laughs> we got people in our office that feel the same way.
0: Yeah, I totally no, agree. I I guess the only thing we don't get is that we haven't done the costumey thing. Yeah, and I have to say I really like it around uh, uh around Halloween time when uh, on the Cisva listserv or the the CFAO all listserv for financial aid folks where people will be sending pictures of their staff in their costumes. And I think that's really, uh guess exciting to see how some of the offices big or small mm-hmm. across the state uh, really come through on a theme. Guess crazy.
2: I like that too. I enjoy getting the photos. It's, it's usually Halloween or the day after uh-huh. or the day before it usually starts, but, it's fun when you start seeing all of those photos hit the listserv. I, yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's good to see some creative types out there. I'd mm-hmm. have to see what my staff would ever want to do something like that. And if I did, the first words out of Dana's mouth would be, what? Do I have a budget? Oh, <laughs> Dana, <laughs> yes, is there a budget? And, yeah, Dana always needs to know, is, is, is there, there a budget, budget to do whatever she wants to do? Mm-hmm. Scholarship ceremony, work-study job fair. Is there a budget? Uh, yeah. Is there money behind this? So. Give me money. More or less, that's what I get. I get harassed on this. Yes. Yeah, It's hard to stop her harassment. But what's not hard to do is play a little music and move us on to our last little segment here, everybody. And who knew time flew so fast as we are now ready for our last segment our last sip segment everybody get that last sip of uh, dana's invisible drink whatever you're drinking there mike at your desk and my uh my water here
2: yeah i'm all coffeeed up good for you i switched to water
0: okay yeah i know i i gotta keep on the sparkling water too i've i'm trying this in order to avoid the the soda whether real soda or regular, uh, unregular, or, you know, uh, diet sodas and all, even though everyone's got some kind of zero something out there, you know, I'm trying to right. lower my aspartame uh, uh, levels, I guess, in my body is what I'm trying to do. So, Mike, we're at that point where if there's any kind of I dare you twos that you have on your mind, something to read, something to watch, something to do, we'll let you go um, first if you have any. I'm going
2: to change it up this time instead of a read or a watch because um we didn't really have a chance to talk much about CISPA elections that I know are coming up so I'm gonna I'm gonna dare two people to throw their hats in the ring I'd love to see them get involved in the board I I dare Tracy at Merced College and I dare Jennifer at Bakersfield College and I I won't use last names since we're uh, a public forum but they know who they are yes and I'd love to see them get involved and put their hat in the ring for the next round of CISPA board elections. That's my dare for today.
0: I like that because I will have to be making calls soon enough, uh, uh for interested parties. And so thank you. I thank you as that public service announcement. Awesome. Thank you, Dana. Do you have an idea you two here?
1: Yeah. I'm just going to continue to keep preaching the gospel to treat yourself. Uh, I like it. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Take care of yourselves. You know, um, treat yourself. Go out. Um, for those of you that live in the Los Angeles area, dine L.A. It starts today.
0: Is that coming up or, yes, or already? Wow, already.
1: Uh huh. So definitely check out those uh, high-end restaurants. Uh, now's the time to do that. So yeah, that's that's gonna be my dare.
0: Nice. I like <laughs> it. I don't know what kind of I Dare You To I have. I'm I'm not in the middle of a book right now. I'm just starting up some other books. Uh, music. I'm trying to think if there's any real new music that I listen to. Uh, there's a lot of good albums out there. I'd have to say the one thing is I finally have uh, bought tickets for a concert. So um, it's been a while since going out to a concert. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to put it this way because I have friends who are, Still in the world that, you know, you could pay $50 for a concert ticket. I don't know when the last time they went I to a gonna concert. I was
1: going to say the same thing with that <clears throat> 1900 you know. and what?
0: Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to, I guess I'll make my idea, my I dare you to is, if you have not gone out to some music or something, feel free to pay real money to go see a concert. It
1: makes a difference.
0: Now, I understand if you want to go see the Rolling Stones, even at SoFi Stadium, you're probably at like five to eight hundred dollars right there to get a seat that's gonna put you a quarter mile away. I get that. Okay, so don't go see the stones. But even for a couple hundred dollars, people two hundred dollars for a concert seat isn't that bad, and you probably got some good picks in the right size theater. So break down. Don't tell the wife, don't tell the husband, whatever. Just go buy and go to a good concert. How's that? <laughs> Get out of the house. That's what we're trying to say. Oh, well. Mike, any other last-minute uh, thoughts on anything? Not today, I other than
2: to say thank you to both you and Dana once again. I, it's always a pleasure to be uh, part of the show. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, in our closing remarks here, of course, I want to thank you, Mike dear, from Miracosa College and our past past president of CISFA, For joining us on the show, and of course, thank Dana, our co-host, and thank you, our audience, for tuning in.
1: And everyone, if you have something to say or you have topics you want us to discuss, email us at wbcspot at gmail.com.
0: Don't forget, you can always find this and all What's Brewing CISFA podcasts on Google Podcasts, your Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn app on your Amazon Echo by using Alexa.
1: What's Bruin CISFA is a production of Studio 1051, a creative collaboration of Dennis and me.
0: This has been episode number 128, recorded Friday, October 1st, 2021.
1: Everyone have a great day
0: and and have have a a, a great great weekend. weekend.